Welcome to the Ehkia Mosra podcast. I'm Shaza Walid, one of the producers. On this episode in our food series, we'll discuss how water scarcity affects food production in Egypt. I know it's a pretty gloomy subject, but worry not, because we'll also talk about solutions. Ehkia Mosra executive producer Kim Fox has the story about how Egypt's water crisis impacts food production. What do you know about the River Nile? Nile River is the longest uh, river around the world, I think. It is so large uh, and it covers uh, a lot of countries on it. Uh, the longest one in Africa. The Nile River is the longest river in the whole world. These are the expected responses to such a question. But other answers like... Uh, it's the water that we drink from every day. <laughs> ...may no longer be true in the near future. The United Nations estimates that by 2025, Egypt will face an absolute water crisis. That's just four years away. Actually, we're already below the UN's water poverty threshold. And of course, the Nile plays a huge role in this, considering it is Egypt's main source of water. So when we talk about water quality, we have to think about the Nile and uh, the deterioration happening for the water quality starting from Aswan till Alexandria in the north where the river is flying from the south to the north. That was Hanny Swellum, professor of water resources and sustainable development at the American University in Cairo. There are many factors that go into why the Nile's water quality is getting worse, like the dumping of chemicals, pesticides, and other illegal drainage from factories or industries. It's a given that all of this pollution affects one of the biggest consumers of water in Egypt, and that's food production. Mark Smith, the director general of the International Water Management Institute, recently visited Cairo, and in his lecture, he spoke directly to this concern. Water, food, and climate security are codependent. They depend on each other. So when there's a weakness in one, there's a weakness in all of them. Uh, One of the features of this region is that so much of the water that is used is used in agriculture. Agriculture is the main consumer of the Egyptian water. And um, yeah, that's why the food production in Egypt is is a big issue. And that's why also we are not able to uh, produce all the food needed in the country. And that's why we import a lot of food. Some of the most water-consuming crops in Egypt are rice and sugarcane. But no matter what food you're consuming, there's no doubt that water has a huge role in getting that food to your table. To reach one liter milk, you need 1,000 liter of water. And that's the people, they have to understand this. And the same for the rice, the same for the bread, the same for all the food, so that they know uh, wasting uh, uh, one drop of milk means wasting one liter of water. Unfortunately, it's not like Egypt has enough water to sustain all of this. Smith breaks it down by the numbers. Egypt requires 114 billion cubic meters of water a year for self-sufficiency across agriculture, across industry, across household consumption, across uses in Egyptian society. So 114 billion cubic meters. But it only has 60 billion cubic meters available, uh, meaning that there's a supply deficit of 54 billion cubic meters. I can't even get my head around a supply deficit of 54 billion cubic meters. But that's not all. Egypt's water problems don't just come from within Egypt. 
The Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, or GERD for short, is reportedly more than 80% complete, as announced by Ethiopia's Minister of Water and Irrigation in May of 2021. The GERD may cause further complications to food production in Egypt. Here's Brooke Comer. When the GERD is filled, uh, it's going to eliminate the silt from the Nile. It's going to come down. The water is going to be poured down from a steep uh, distance to create the hydropower dam that's going to make Ethiopia rich. And the salt in the water is not going to be filtered out by the silt. That means the water coming into the delta area is going to be salty, and it's going to get into the crops. And I'm not sure that salty crops are going to make the best food. Comer is a leader in community-based learning and an advocate for sustainable living. She has also observed that this problem doesn't just affect the food, it also affects the people, like farmers. When you can no longer work in farming, what do you do? Because there aren't other opportunities in the Nile Delta area, so it's not like you can go and become a manager of a shop or take a training course and become a computer expert. You come and become urbanized in Cairo, and it's a culture shock. It's a life-changing situation. Uprooting your entire life to live in an unfamiliar place is no easy task, especially when you're forced to do so. I recently visited the Katra farm, an olive farm in Ismailia. I'm Hannah, Hannah Safuri. And what do you do, Hannah? Um, I work part-time at a farm called the Katra farm, which is my family's farm. She shared with me some of the challenges that farmers are facing. We uh, were given desert land with no um, uh, water source outside of underground water. Like any other underground water, it gets saltier as you use it more because it goes down in levels. So the closer, the, 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 usually when you first open a well, it's about 600 to 800 the, the, the salinity level of it, which you can grow tomatoes, cucumbers. Most of the Catra farm has been using that well for around 25 years, which means it's becoming really salty. Fortunately, olives thrive in salty water, and that's why their farm is an olive garden. However, the community of farmers in Hannah's area have been working to get a fresh water source. So they've been petitioning to get um, a connect a line from Ismaili and the Nile to here, which would improve the quality of life greatly here if we have water that's non salty. Um, but they haven't been successful so far. And Hannah has been trying out different experiments, like her 10% nature project, to diversify the soil on her family's plot. And she's exploring ways in which salty water can be beneficial to produce other than just olives. I'm trying to do like a little experiment when it's time. It's not time yet. Like it comes in February, like strawberries with beets because beets eat salt. Uh, so I'm trying to see if the strawberries will become sweeter because you can't really grow strawberries here with salty water. They're, they're not very nice to eat. So I'm trying to see if I put beets underneath them because beets love salt, if it will grow and be sweet. So that's a little experiment. We have moringa, which is my pride and joy. I'll show you. It's a whole forest. Despite not having access to fresh water, she still grows a lot of fruits and vegetables, but for her own personal consumption. Each year we choose what we want to eat. So this year we have zucchini, we have peppers. I love spicy peppers, so we have some of those. We have uh, eggplants, uh, we have uh, cabbage. I got some cauliflower. I got seeds for spinach um, and zucchini. 
uh, not zucchini, sorry. Uh, what's the other one? Broccoli. <laughs> uh, I have a greenhouse that I'm planting for the first time this uh, year, and I'll show you. So we're planting some cherry tomatoes. Even though Hannah hasn't had the best of luck in getting fresh water, she still has hope that there are solutions that could lead us towards a better future in terms of water scarcity, quality, and food production. One of the main solutions starts with public awareness about our current situation. Can change if you change the water tab, you can save more than uh, three to four liters per minute. Just changing the water tab that you use, and then use the efficient one, use the more sustainable one. Very, very tiny actions that really can help the people to save water for the next generation. Water conservation is a must, along with research being conducted. Utilizing other sources that Egypt has in case fresh water continues to decrease or runs out. So, if you're still worried about the possibility of the water quality in Egypt polluting the fruits and vegetables that you're eating, we're, we're still alive. We're still alive. My body is handling it. We're still it. okay. I mean, uh, till now we're still healthy. So we're still managing. You don't have to worry much about it. Right. Right. Okay.